oh, you should have seen the mood on my cousin. He was a happy guy, and then the Jets came on, and then he was a miserable sow for the rest of the day. Honest. That's what happens. I, I can't blame him. The Cowboys continue to beat the bad teams. Dak Prescott now leads the NFL in touchdown passes. I think that's I think that's something, guys. Look, he he's coming back from a year. No, Bob, you're looking at me bored. He's a Niners fan. He doesn't. He's not objective. Listen, no, he's a, no. he's a good. He's a very good football player. Dak's it, Dak's playing fine. Dak's a fine quarterback. I don't care about the Cowboys until they get into the playoffs and do something in the playoffs. That's exactly right. He's he's a hundred percent right. The Cowboys are a good team. How good they are will be determined over the next six weeks when they have a they very s- difficult schedule. They still haven't beat a team over five hundred. I understand right. that the schedule's been the schedule, and they have not been successful against teams over five hundred. So let me ask you so this: So don't toot me his stats. But, but well, it, it is impressive that he's throwing accurately again, right? That is important. Even okay. if it is against he's, bad teams. He's not throwing interceptions. Okay. He's not throwing interceptions. He's connecting with C.D. Lamb. This has gotten better. Brandon Cooks, again, a big game. Tony Pollard got rushing a little bit in this game with uh, a uh-huh. little over six yeah. yards of rush. Okay. There's good things happening with the Cowboys, and I posit to you that among the units, defensive and offensive units in the NFL, the Cowboys' defensive unit is a top three unit. Okay. Would you agree with that? I don't dispute that at all. Would you agree with that? And that makes that makes them inherently competitive against any team. I don't care if it's the Kansas City Chiefs, anybody else. There's not a juggernaut. Well, other than the 49ers, but I agree with you for the most part. (laughs) I mean, 42 to 10. That's I mean, that's my stat line. But but you're right. And I want to see them turn it around. I think the NFL is better when the Cowboys are better. So okay, bring on the Cowboys. But they they have a big mountain in front of them. The Eagles are nine and one. They almost lost this past game. They should have lost this past game against the Bills. Yep. Allen makes a couple mistakes, and by God, that was an absolute shitty call. Did you say Sean McDermott made many mistakes, or or at Josh Allen? I said because Josh Sean Allen Mc, because Sean McDermott screwed up as well. Yeah, but there was I mean there was a there was a call in there that could have turned things around that wasn't a call. It was a yeah, defensive hold, defensive holding. There was some bad officiating. Yeah, so this there's week. bad officiating in the NFL, yeah. and the and Texans fans found all Holy about it. Holy yeah. cow! They didn't thought, they? They said, "Oh my goodness, there's a there's bad officiating in the NFL." When did this happen? Hello, Texans fans. It's been going on for years. They just haven't been competitive enough to care. That's exactly right. And so now they the, yeah. and now they are, and they, <laughs> they got exploded on Sunday. What the hell's going on in this game? Unbelievable! We're getting screwed. And then the next play, of course, it comes back, and they they get a they get the benefit of the call. And then there's no there's no sound out of that. Texans yeah. fans really did get bad calls. They did. There's there's no question about it. But the, but go back to the Cowboys, as as you said, Bob, and we know the Cowboys are a very good football team. It will be determined over the next six weeks when they play Seahawks on Thursday night, then the Eagles, then the Bills, then the Dolphins, then the Lions. And then uh, finish up with, well, the Commanders. But you're going to be able to determine how good they are to find out uh, where they will go come playoff time. Because this was a playoff team from the very start, but it all depended on how far they would go would be the measure of their success. And we're not going to know that until the end of the season and until they get to the playoffs. But we'll have a good idea of how really good this team is once they get to the playoffs. 
So I think this is a huge trap game for the Cowboys against Seattle. It and could be. They, look, they might be looking ahead to Philadelphia next week. Seattle is their closest competition in the wild card. And while it looks like Dallas is leading the wild card and can't be caught, right, with eight wins already, I don't feel like that's the case. You can't be too confident. Seattle's their closest competition. This is a game you got to go get. I... They're a playoff team to me already. This, this Seattle? Because, no, this, the Cowboys. The of Cowboys cannot have a non-playoff season here. Otherwise, they clean house and everybody's gone. So, uh, I realize that. and that's why it has feel, to be a playoff team. That's why I feel like you can't overlook this game. Se- I'm with you. Seattle's with you. a little bit dangerous. They're in the hunt, too. It's a desperate game for Seattle if they want to stay in the hunt for a wild-card game. Um, or wild card spot. So they're like the Aggies, you know. Don't settle for mediocrity. Go out and win your I'm, games. Get your home field advantage, and 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 take on the league. If, see where if, you go. If past is prologue, Cowboys go one and five over the last six games. Really? Well, it, it if we go look at the be- early season and look at what the next six games are, haven't won a game because a team with a winning record. There's only one team in their next six games that has a losing record. Yeah, but they've been just conquerors at home. The Seattle game Thursday is at home. The Eagles game is at home. The Lions is at home. And, and you know, I'm, me and Jeff and you could beat the Washington Commanders at this point. Yeah, that's so. that's the one team that well, let's is see. a team with no less. So you think them. they're going one and five in the next six? I didn't say that because I don't think they will. Okay. But to Jeff's point, is it being a trap game? I don't know if it's a trap game because it's the, I mean, Seattle isn't a mediocre team. Seattle's a good team. They are. I just hope Dallas isn't looking ahead to the big matchup with Philadelphia in the week. For me, as a non-Cowboy fan, I'm happy that the NFL has finally decided to give the Cowboys a challenge during Thanksgiving week. Because really, they they are afforded so many luxuries. I understand they got you know they had that short. Terribly short, uh, you know, break from Sunday to Thursday. Yeah, all their games are freaking home. Stop the, stop the crying and whining. He got all the games at home. At least the NFL did something and, p- and made them play on Thursday. They should, the Cowboys should always play on Thursday after playing Thanksgiving. There's no question about it in my mind. Yeah, no that question. would make sense. That gives you yeah. the full week. Yeah, right. Yeah. Doesn't give you any extra time. Sure. Exactly right. Otherwise, they, otherwise they're like on vacation. So I, I think they'll beat Seattle. Um, Listen, they are, you know, the Eagle game, uh, the first one was was very competitive. It was a terrific game. I think they'll beat the Eagles. Um, I think they have, beat Detroit because Detroit. I think they have trouble going to Buffalo. I think that'll be difficult for them. Uh, Miami, yep. I think, will be difficult. So yep. one, two, two and two, three and two. Uh, I say they go four and two the rest of the way. That'd be great. That would put you, uh, that would certainly solidify your wild card spot. Yeah. And if Philadelphia struggles, which, man, they've gone through a gauntlet. They they keep winning every big game, does Philadelphia, even if ugly, like they did against the Bills. The they're just day. a bunch of badasses. That's they, all there is to it. And they're a, they're a reflection of their head coach. They are really good. Yeah. They are really, really good. They're very talented, but they want to. not only do they want to beat you, they want to kick your ass while they're doing it. it yeah, seems that and, way. And, but, once, and once the Eagles get past the next two games on their record, on – and the Seattle, so three games. The last three games are cupcakes. For are them. they? It's the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants. Yeah, that really is. Again, they were a reflection of their coach, or also I mean, a reflection of that city. How the know? how the hell does this happen in scheduling? You are the defending Super Bowl loser, and your last two out of three games are against the Giants, who 
are insulting dumpster fires by calling them dumpster <laughs> fires? That uh, yeah, but nobody expected that to happen. I did. Why? Because they're the Giants. Yeah, they were a playoff team a year ago and beat the Vikings in the playoffs on the road. This was the Giants were. This was one of the bigger surprises in the NFL. I don't think anybody thought they would be. Maybe they weren't going to make the playoffs, but to be a to dumpster fire, as you said, uh, is, is quite a surprise. You know, Daniel Jones has been a problem. So, so the Cowboys have won five of six. The Texans had a loss against Jacksonville on Sunday, but I thought the Texans played really well. I came away more impressed with that team in that loss than I think I would have in a lot of different ways that that could have uh, played out. They look good. I and th- C.J. Stroud, I, look, we've talked about him for three or four weeks in a row, maybe since the beginning of the season in mm-hmm. your case. Yeah. Um, he's the real deal, man. He extends plays, gives his, chance, his team a chance to win every single week. You think about what they have there. I mean, who's the, the leading receiver is Dalton Tank, Schertz, isn't Tank it? Dell. And Tank Tank Dell. A rookie. You you see what they have, and then you just compare it to my team, the Jets, who also have rookie quarterbacks. Um, and listen, everybody, everybody, everybody that's a fan of a team that has, uh, has had a terrible season blames, oh, you know, we just got a terrible offensive line. Everybody's got a terrible offensive line. It's very difficult to get offensive linemen that can play. And so here are the Texans. They got a rookie quarterback that is getting it done with a bunch of ragtags. Um, CJ, give the, give the coach a lot of credit here. CJ Stroud's offensive line is is no juggernaut. He's getting rushed from every which way every single time he drops back to pass. He's terrific. But what he has that the great ones have, whether it's Tom Brady or anybody else, they have pocket awareness. He feels pressure coming, and he steps into the vacuum spaces and delivers throws. And Tom Brady, obviously, nowhere near as athletic. Uh, and gifted with his legs is C.J. Stroud. But Stroud makes people miss like crazy when they're but, coming after but him. But the good thing about it, as you, as you just uh, touched on, C.J. steps up into the proc- pocket. He doesn't take off and run out of the pocket. He steps up and still makes the play, is still looking downfield to make the pass. A lot of guys, will, will they'll feel the pressure and they'll just take off and run. Yep. CJ doesn't do that. He's still looking to make a play, um, and uh, he's just so impressive. He is outstanding. I didn't think, though, that they should have kicked at the end of that game. Uh, I trusted trusted CJ to make a play, uh, maybe get yourself a little bit closer. I thought they had time to make one more play, uh, but Houston decided to go in a different direction and try to kick a, what was it, 58-yard field yeah, goal? Yeah, 59, and, maybe. And hit the crossbar. Yeah, it hit the crossbar. It missed by a foot. Give him a break. Well, I, I thought there was there was a couple of moments in that game. You know, uh, they their coaching, I think, needs to tighten up a little bit. Um, they just need to be tightened up just a, uh, a little bit, and they'd be a very good team. They could be. I thought they'd be a playoff team, and they certainly could be. Uh, but it's it's a coin toss whether they're, they'll get there or not. They're outside looking in right now, but they still mm. have a path. Yeah. And that's important for them. Uh, speaking of your Jets, by the way, and their ineptitude, I got to watch an entire Jets game with, sorry. with my Jets cousin. And we gave up on it in the third quarter because it was, brother, I have not watched a Jets game all year. Like, not since Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Okay. I did not realize what a comedy of errors that team is. Yeah. It is so bad. There's, they don't do one thing well. 
No, that's 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 incorrect. Their defense is is top of the league. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Their defense is good. When you get to the other side of the ball, they got historically bad. It's historically bad. They yeah. they can't drop back to pass. Nothing. It doesn't matter if it's Zach Wilson or. I don't yeah. care if it's Aaron Rodgers yeah, back you could, there. You could put Zach Wilson back in the lineup. It's not going to matter. So. You could put Aaron Rodgers back in the lineup. It's not going to matter. Absolutely. He can't won't. avoid the rush. No, of course not. They just get bum-rushed every single time. And there's a lot of thought that Aaron Rodgers wants to come back regardless. Well, he might want to, but I don't know if it's smart for him. Well, you know, that, uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, Jet fans, a lot of people in the New York area feel that Aaron Rodgers is running this team. Well, it certainly looks like it. It's it's certainly possible, but uh, you know the Jets at this point they don't have any choice. They have they put their chips in the, in the in the middle of the table for Aaron Rodgers, and rightfully so. Nobody could have faulted them. We all love the move, and but now you're married to it, and so you can't get rid of the offensive coordinator, even though he looks inept. You can't get rid of the coach because Rodgers loves him. Um, so they're they're kind of stuck. So they're going to have to run this all back next year. Walter, they make more dumb moves than any professional football team I've ever seen. They get a stop on third and eight, and then hit a guy six yards out of bounds. Stupid, to prolong stupidity. The drive. It is complete stupidity. They yeah. throw a hail mary at the end of the half and get it returned a hundred yeah. yards. We on all them know this, touchdown. by the way. It is. Jet fans all know this. We all know that this I happens. Fe- I actually kind of feel sorry for you it's, guys. No, don't. It happens. You, you. At some point, if you watch enough Jeff games over the years, you'll realize this is what happens to us. This is what happens to our franchise, and it's, it was very Jetsian for the for that. Uh, halftime thing. It's okay. They can feel this way. If we give them a Super Bowl, their hearts are going to burst. We're going to lose Jets fans all across the world. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you should have seen the mood on my cousin. He was a happy guy, and then the Jets came on, and then he was a miserable sow for the rest of the day. Honest. That's what happens. And and I I can't blame him. I turned it off because I was more compelled to watch the UTSA game. Yeah, which was another unfortunate loss. Yeah, that was a that was a ugly scene for for UTSA and and you know and here you are you left with uh, Jeff Trailer not going to Aggie Land, uh, but certainly in the running for the Houston job. And I think he'd be nuts if he didn't take that job because they have more money. Yeah, they got more money. They don't have that. There's no facility issues like you have here at UTSA. And the question is for me is when is UTSA ever going to get over that? Are they gonna ha- are they gonna be able to get over the hump? Are they gonna be able to have enough money? Are they ever gonna get their program to where Houston is and not in Jeff Trailer's lifetime? So uh, or his, his his college uh, football lifetime. I would if I'm Trailer, I would I would move there. Um, San Antonio has a problem, and we always have, and it seems like we always will. We have a small town mentality, and we don't look for growth. We, we're frightened of growth. And even the University of Texas at San Antonio, who could be putting something into a budding part of their uh, university, which is their football program, right. voted down the opportunity to expand. Yeah, but that was the students. I mean, and that certainly would help. But w- what they need is they need an influx of money. They need the boosters. They need their alums to come forward with money. That's how it's done. I mean, that's how the Aggies paid for their paid for this buyout. They need millions and millions of dollars, not ten cents from every every student. The university isn't old enough 
to have gathered and collected and enough rich boosters yeah. the way the Aggies have, sure, right? Sure. And so this is going to be a little bit of a nickel and dime operation. It's going to take some time yeah, to get there. To get there. That's right. So I, if I, again, if I'm Jeff Trailer, I'm not going to wait till I'm 76 years old to go find you know, a, an opportunity to win a championship. Houston's a, uh, uh, is a good franchise there. I would. Uh, I hope he makes the move because it would be good for him. I think he could be a legend if he sticks around and turns this program into the type of thing that is good in perpetuity. Yeah, and he needs to go and stay in Texas. He's not going to excel in Arkansas. He's not going to excel at some other school. He will excel in the state of Texas because that's what his strength is, is having that. And you, you heard that from Elko yesterday. He is going to make a concerted effort to hook up with the Texas High School, uh, high school Football Coaches Association because you have to. Because if you can keep every Texas high school, the, good, the best ones of the state, if you can keep them and put them on your team, you're going to win national titles. Somebody told me, oh, you can't win that way. Of course you can. The best footballs in the country, the best football players in the country are from here. Yep. They're not from anywhere else. Yep. They're from here. You could win a, You can win championship after championship if you can get the best players to stay in house. If the Aggies can build a wall around the city of Houston and get everybody from there, they can be a great SEC team. You need to get them all, though. I don't think you can get it just from one city. You need to get everybody. You need to get them from Dallas. You need to get them from San Antonio. You need to get them from Houston. And you can do that. You just got to put the effort, you know, stop recruiting in Florida. Recruit them all here in Texas. I had a cool college football experience this weekend. Okay. Or Friday, I guess it was, to be precise. I went up to Austin for the Texas Tech-Texas mm-hmm. game. Wow. What an atmosphere. What a really cool experience. Brought my little nieces and nephews who are from New York to make them see a big-time college football game for their okay. first time. What You know, look, it's the whole thing, right? We're all familiar with it from being down here. But for them, it was new. The pageantry, the flags flying, the band playing, the, the chants. My little uh, uh, nephew, who's um, 11, really got a kick out of Texas, fight, Texas, fight, OU, sucks. He thought that was the greatest thing in the history of the world. So we're driving down the street afterwards doing it. Look, Texas took care of business. They beat the shit out of Tech, and they needed the style points. The other thing they needed was a little bit of help on Saturday, and they just didn't get it. God dang, that's two weekends in a row where Texas has gotten close to getting help with Florida State and Washington mm-hmm. having troubles, yep. and they couldn't get it. I mean, Florida State's backup quarterback did not look good enough to win that football game, and Florida had the lead and unfortunately gave it up. Will they? Will they who? Will Will Florida State? Well, here's here's your, you know, you got Georgia, obviously, in the SEC title game against uh, Alabama. Who, against Alabama. Uh, if Alabama wins that game, do they get moved ahead of Texas? I don't. I don't think they will. No, they shouldn't. They'll be just out, absolute outrage because obviously Texas beat Alabama head to head on their field. Yeah. So you expect? I expect Georgia to win. I expect Michigan to be there. I expect Washington to be there. The fourth team is is up for debate. That's all there is to it. You you think Georgia's going to be there, Michigan and Washington in the top three. Who's number four? Washington still has to play Oregon. Are you really just going to flip past that that quickly? No, I'm not going to. In the Pac-12 no. championship game? I mean, Oregon is good. Well, if that happens, then you got the doors wide open. 
Well, and so will mm-hmm. Texas? Will Texas take care of business and beat Oklahoma State? You would expect them to do that in the Big Twelve title. I game. think you have to expect them to do that. That's not a game you can overlook, obviously, but you got to get it done, and then you got to hope that Florida State and or Washington both struggle. Um, Are you going to put? Is is Texas? I I think somebody in the top four is going to have to lose for Texas to get in there. Oh, I agree. I don't Absolutely. think they're going to put it. You know, Florida State wins. They're in. They're in. Yeah, but they have to play Louisville. It's not a nothing. No. Louisville can play, and they're get, still I, with I a agree. backup quarterback. And and, and, and I'm sorry, for me, style points still count. If Florida State wins, and but wins ugly and close, and let's say Alabama goes in and trounces Georgia by Well, then that's, 10 that's points. a different story. Nobody ex- I don't think anybody would expect that to happen. Would you though. be able to put Alabama in ahead of Texas? So let's see what Texas does this weekend. I just don't think you can, not when the head-to-head record is what it is. The best win in college football is Texas win at Alabama. So who's your final four? I I, I mean, I think Florida State's going to lose to Louisville. Okay. Okay? So Um, Texas finds a way. So Texas finds a way to get in. So Georgia, Michigan, Washington? Washington in. And Texas. I think Washington takes care of business beating Oregon. Okay. Um. But I think that's going to be a really competitive game, Walter. Okay. Uh, Washington's defense has looked a little bit lackluster. Mm-hmm. Their offense isn't clicking the way it could. Although I think Washington's offense might be, might be the single best unit of any of those four teams. Um, they can score, man. Their wideouts are good. They're terrifying when they spread the when they spread the field. I don't know who's going to be able to guard them. Be a great weekend of college football, but that's the way I see it: Georgia, Michigan, Washington. I'll put I'll put Texas in there. You think Florida State will lose? Uh, so, something will happen. One of those somebody's going to screw up. It always happens that way. It you know we we think there's going to be chaos, and in the end, there's never chaos. So I'm gonna I'm gonna expect there there not to be chaos. Although this is the last time we should have chaos in college football because we got 12 teams next year. So. Maybe this is the year we actually do have chaos. I hope the chaos isn't Texas losing to the Cowboys. Well, that's the thing. Got to got to go take care. That would of be it. very mm-hmm. Texas of them to do that, wouldn't it? To I know. Yeah, unfortunately, it would. Um, Nike fans would be happy. Was we got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the college football slate is incredible. The mm-hmm. NFL slate this weekend, not so much. No, awful, awful. Well, you get the Cowboy game on Thursday night. That'll keep us busy. Yep. Got uh, the, you got news and notes for me? Uh, yeah, I'll run. I'll run through a, a couple of them real quick. Uh, kudos to District Nine City Councilman John Courage, who hosted the city's first ever voluntary uh, voluntary gun exchange event over. I think it was at the Alamo Dome, uh, and and was successful. You know, the problem is that you know. Uh, law-abiding citizens are the ones who usually turn in their guns. But listen, less guns on the street is always a good thing for me. Yep, about a thousand guns turned in. Uh, American Gaming Association says the United States will reach one hundred billion dollars in sports bets this year. And by the way, not one penny will be bet in the state of Texas, which is an absolute disgrace. Such an idiotic move. It is. It's so stupid. Texans love to gamble, and there's so much money to be oh made there. Oh my god! Once once Texas approves gaming, that's when I will jump on the gaming stocks in this country because that will just go through the roof. It it will be just nuts. Yes, sir. Uh, LeBron James, you care about this? Spent uh, has not played more minutes on an NBA court than anybody else. Interesting. Not surprised. Not surprised. He uh, and, and still, mm-hmm. still performing. He's a to me. He's a little bit 
underrated. Yeah. Which is hard to believe, isn't yeah. it? People still, I don't understand the hatred towards LeBron James. LeBron James is is probably the, the greatest, although I saw Michael Jordan, but he's right there. He's one of the greatest athletes that we've ever had in this country, and people hate him, and I don't get it. I don't either. I don't either. I don't and know he's a political good, stuff. He's a good guy, I, for yes, God's sakes. He doesn't even get in trouble. Uh, I think I think when you bring in everything about LeBron, not just what he did on the court, yeah, I, I would elevate him to that level. I mean, Jordan was standoffish to the world. He, he really didn't care. He didn't, put, didn't take political stands. Even Republicans buy sneakers. Uh, one more I got for you. Um, and this has gone back and forth for some time now, if you, if you didn't realize it. Uh, there's a golf writer named Alan Shipnuck. Yep. Uh, he wrote a, he wrote the, bio, uh, the biography, I think, for Phil Mickelson. Uh, they are going back and forth in an absolute incredible brawl here. Uh, Shipnuck is saying that Mickelson is telling people all over the place that John Rahm is next to join the Live Tour, and it is a done deal. Mickelson, $600 million. Mickelson is saying that Shipnuck is a piece of shit <laughs> and is a liar. And so this has gone back and forth. But if that if that move happens, which I would be surprised, I'm surprised if John Rahm would jump to the live tour. For what reason? Does he he wants to play less less and make more money? I don't know. Doesn't sound like a bad reason, actually. Mm. Now that you say it like that, it doesn't. But could that take down the PGA Tour? It could. It really could. It'll bring. You know what it will do? It'll bring the two sides back to the table because that deal is that deal is. Held together with with tape and bobby pins, spit and glue. Yeah, yeah. so we'll see. But that six hundred be... million allegedly the asking price for John Rom. Here's the thing: if John Rom jumps over to Live Tour, I'm still not watching it. I'm still not either. I don't I know. care. I know. I'm not interested. Yeah, you're out of sight, out of mind. I know. And the younger generation, by the way, completely disagrees with us. They're all. Yeah, but they're not watching either. Yeah, nobody's watching it. No. Yeah. That's all I got for you today, Walter. Please I enjoyed don't. it. Richie, sure. we missed you. Like and subscribe, please. The unrestricted with Vex. <laughs> what? That's right. Just please. Please. <laughs> and if you like chips, nuts, candy bars, ramen noodles, maybe Parliament Lights, perhaps, if yes, you're a I Jeff Exler. What is your fis- what is your fascination with Parliament Lights? I'm still that's trying to get smokes. to the bottom of it. Yeah, that's my that's my this is brand of cigarettes. Okay. And by the way, you should okay. stop smoking. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but you'll find all of these perhaps in your River City Refuel vending machine. That's right. It's a vending machine for your business. It's tailored to you and your employees' likes and dislikes. So if you don't like Parliament Lights, they're not going to be in the machine. If you uh, if you like those, you know, those sweet corn nut things, they're in the machine. Ramen noodles, they'll be in the machine. Freshly's Donuts. Who could turn down Freshly's Donuts? Well, I would because I'm a diabetic. Uh, but it's all cashless. It's perfect. They stock the machine. You don't have to do anything. All you do is enjoy it. So why wouldn't you get this done? I don't know. Maybe you don't know the number. Hi. I got the number, 630-5973, 630-5973. It's River City Rupules. It's a vending machine for your business, apartment complex, small office building, big office building. Oh, I don't know, car dealership. Call them today, 630-5973, River City Refuels. Take care, everybody. Peace out. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I said, the groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. It feel good, don't it? It feel good. Uh-huh. It feel good because you know it's good. <laughs>
What's the really? matter with you? I got you? a cold. I got a cold. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't. I don't have here. I don't have time for a, a energy drop off. The fucking the fucking food truck business has just gone into the fucking tank. So everything fucking sucks. I went out last night to a place that I've gone to half a dozen times. It's been okay, you know. Last night I did. I had two customers. That's terrible. It is sucks. It the weather. I don't know what it is. It could be the weather, and the and but the it's not like the it's, time change. Uh, it could be that too. Could be all of those things. Could be the holidays. Who the hell knows? Alignment of the planets. But nevertheless, so now I'm not making enough money. So now I gotta go take a second job. So I will be door dashing after today's show at eleven o'clock. <laughs> Understood. Understood. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. No. No fucking kidding. See what could be the weirdest thing I could order on DoorDash. I know, right? Get him over here. <sighs> a big dildo from Dildos or Us. The the only thing that I would you know that I could do as a trick is just order something with like onions, just sliced onions. And, so it smells like a car. And run exactly. <laughs> yeah. I did that the other night. I went to Burger Boy, and I don't get onions on anything. And I forgot to mention it. Uh, My car still looks smells like onions. Yeah, that's gonna last forever. <laughs> That sucks. I used to get, I would order Burger King because uh, Burger King was next to the radio station. And so I would throw the, you know, at the end of the finishing up your lunch, you throw the bag in the garbage right there. And that fucking bag and that garbage smelled for a week. Holy crap. <laughs> so oh. why is Rob Thompson full of shit? Because he, he's just, maybe he's not full of shit, but he's just stupid like an Aggie. Because okay. they're, all, they're all stupid. <laughs> like I was telling you. <clears throat> anyway. They all think that this is their their savior, their messiah. I, I, it certainly sounds that way. But again, it's going, it, they all, they all want to go back to the R.C. Slocum years. And, and what did that guy ever win? He didn't win anything. No. And they, and, you know, and, and they catch themselves as they're saying, you know, we'll go back to the R.C. Slocum years, you know, and he... You know, and winning Big 12 titles, well, at least competing for Big 12 titles. <laughs> they catch themselves because then they realize while they're talking their bullshit that that guy never won anything. He's never won anything. That school's never won anything. You know what they need up there? They need a winner up there. They need somebody to show them how to win. It's not Because they guy. don't know. It, this guy is a suit. I mean, I hate listening to all these college football coaches on their Who's entrance. Who's a suit? Inter- Elko? Yeah. I don't know he, if he, he is or isn't. A, well, I mean, he doesn't. He's not. Doesn't wear a suit. He looks like a freaking tractor driver. No, I don't mean that. I mean, I wonder would the state of Texas allow you to have a plate called crap? No. Is that offensive? I think it's considered a curse word. By who? Crappy people. So bastard. Definitely not. Bitch. <laughs> Can we just throw out curse words now. Son of a bitch? Well, I mean, if you said bitch and it was about your favorite female dog, I mean, that's accurate. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I said, the groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. It feel good, don't it? It feel good. Uh-huh. It feel good because you know it's good. 